episode 261 of the Spokesman Cycling Podcast. This show was recorded on Thursday, 26th of November, 2020. The Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast is brought to you by Jensen USA, where you'll always find a great selection of products at amazing prices with unparalleled customer service. For more information, just go to jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. Hey everybody, it's David from the Fredcast Cycling Podcast at www.thefredcast.com. I'm one of the hosts and producers of the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast. For show notes, links, and all sorts of other information, please visit our website at www.the-spokesmen.com. And now, here are the spokesmen. Hi there, I'm Colton Reed, and today's episode is about the significant logistical benefits of last-mile delivery by e-cargo bike. Joining me from London is Pedal Me boss Ben Knowles, and calling in from Copenhagen is Nico Collignor, who is a Pedal Me rider during the day and the firm's data scientist at night. Nico knows his stuff. His PhD was in computational cognitive science. And over the next 20 minutes or so, we discuss Nico's fantastic new blog post that demonstrates, with data, why dense urban areas are best served with deliveries by swift, nimble, planet-friendly cargo bikes. Cargo bikes that can be loaded up with pretty big payloads. Okay, so this morning, or today, I have with me uh, two people. Uh, uh, ben Knowles, who's in... Where were you saying you were, you were in London? You were outside a market there, Ben. Where were you? I'm sitting in Exmouth Market, which is one of the very pleasant low-car spaces in London that's uh, well-utilised for uh, commerce. And uh, so you might hear some uh, bikes coming past. You might hear some shoppers... Uh, on their way to do COVID secure buying. Uh, so apologies for any of the background noise. Well, you, you might hear dogs or a dog in the background of my one uh, as my dog wanders in and out. And, and also in, in Copenhagen, which is a fantastic place to, to be, uh, is Nico. So uh, it's, it's Nicholas. Uh, I'm going to murder your name here. Sorry. Is it Nicolas Collignon? Collignon. Oh, it's I got it right. Actually, I got yeah. it right. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so, just to, to set this up, you, you're, you're well, Nico. You're a data scientist for Pedal Me, yes, and you also ride for Pedal Me. Yeah, that's correct. And Pedal Me, let's get uh, Ben. You were last on the show on on the the Spokesman podcast back in 2018 when you were going for your first round of funding. So, just bring us up to speed on on where you are and how many riders you have now. That kind of stuff. Yeah, so I think we were around about 15 staff members then. Uh, today, we're about 55 uh, staff members. A lot more advanced in terms of tech and operations. Uh, we, uh, we've we moved to our own system rather than uh, kind of like an, a, a white-labeled external system that's much better suited for, for what we do. Um we're doing a lot more large-scale logistics, and uh, we've done some amazing bits of work, including uh, there was one um, project that Nico 
has written an article about as, as well where we uh, delivered 10,000 packages across Lambeth covering something like uh, 20,000 kilometres I believe it was um, so we've grown a lot since we last spoke Carlton so you've had two funding rounds is that right yes yeah, so we've done uh, two two uh, equity-based crowdfunding rounds and uh, yeah we've um, put that money into uh, growing our fleet so we have uh, 56 uh, bikes today um, improving our tech um, which is an incredible amount more advanced today than it was and uh, the, the latest feature we have uh, an API so companies can plug in directly to our tech system uh, for fulfillment of orders um, also uh, next next week we're starting to move into our uh, first warehouse uh, so we also do some uh, sort of third party uh, logistics stuff where we hold people's stock for them and then do their deliveries on their behalf as well or by bike apologies for the uh, beeping in the background the inconvenience of motor vehicles eh yeah, that's that's not a bicycle. So your bicycles don't have uh, uh, beeping when they when they reverse, no. No, but maybe they should do for the trailers. They're pretty big. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, Nico, uh, uh, is this a wild stab in the dark? Thinking you might be in Copenhagen because of the bikes you you ride with? Um, no, so my my I grew up in Copenhagen, <sighs> so I'm I'm visiting my family for the first time since the beginning of the p- pandemic. So. Oh, okay, but you're French. Yeah, I'm French, but grew up in Copenhagen. Interesting. Uh, Nico, wh- how come you're working for, for Benjamin there? How come you're working for Pedal Me? Um, so I finished my PhD in uh, February from Edinburgh. I did my PhD in computational cognitive science, and I wanted to um, take a bit of a break from academia and use my skills uh, on a project with impact. And I believe that cargo bicycles have this uh, potential to change things for the better in cities. So I wrote to Ben and then he replied very quickly. And then I jumped on the bike a couple Mm -hmm. of days later. So Nico, you are riding as well as being the data scientist. Is that right? So you're like, you could be on call, you could be going out like everybody else in, in the team. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So Ben, I, I don't know how much of this will be talking to you because obviously Nico is the data scientist and he's the one who's put some of this data up. Um, but obviously uh, uh, pitch in whenever um, you, you think you need to. But let's go to Nico because th- this this this. Uh, Blog posting and Twitter thread that was put up has gone viral. It's it's fascinating because, well, you can tell me why, but basically it's showing the incredible efficiency of of cargo bikes. And we're going to say this is like London. Is this London during the pandemic? Is that all the data has been captured in that period? So the data we're looking at here was um, just for the month of September. So I, that was outside of any lockdowns. And I think that the traffic was actually quite quite high in September. So first of all, tell me the speeds. So that's, that's how fast does a normal van go, or car, motor vehicle go in London? And how fast do, do you guys go? 
Sure. So the so one of the problems with this study, so I wanted to do a van versus cargo bike comparison, is that I don't we don't actually have access to van data. But so the best numbers I could find were from a report from Transport for London uh, from 2018 that uh, said that the traffic speed in central London was of 11.4 kilometers per hour, um, and in inner London, so a bit. Uh, outside of central that was 18.7 kilometers per hour uh, and that's between seven uh, in the morning to seven in the evening um, and and what are you bike what are you guys doing what are the what are the cargo bikes doing sure so the speeds that i found looking at uh 19, kilometers from 37 of our bikes were uh 15 kilometers per hour in central london so that's 3.6 kilometers per hour faster than the vans. And then in inner London, it's uh, 16.4. So that's a bit slower, but it's like it's averages for two quite big zones. So I think what it really shows is that the more dense uh, area we're in, the faster the, the faster the bikes. And then, yeah, I think that if you're within three or five miles of the center of London, then the cargo bikes have a definite advantage. And then you've got to factor in for a van driver, you've got to factor in somewhere to park. Yeah. To exactly. then make your delivery, whereas you can, well, what do you do? How, how do you avoid parking spots? Well, um, it's not that we're avoiding the parking spots. We also have to park, but like the bikes are i don't know f- five times smaller than a than a van We're, we can also like move a lot more freely so it's just something that's not not a concern when i'm out and about on the bike doing deliveries so this this data that you've captured uh ben and 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 nico this is all with the new it system that you have so this is all um logged on riders phones where's where's the data logged so uh we we've got a couple of sources of data so yes we have um tracking through all the riders phones um actually through a couple of systems that we use um one for the one for our radios and uh another for uh running the um running jobs directly through an app uh but we also have um ways of track we have trackers on the bikes and i believe that that's where nico pulled this data from yep that's correct okay so you're, you're using so you're, you're putting this data through into open street mapping uh to show that the the bike based trips are actually shorter than the equivalent for a van is that right uh so yeah so for this i looked at the data from our jobs so just the pickup locations and the drop-off locations and then I looked at the routes um, that OpenStreetMaps would give us for bike routes and then for compared it to car routes. Um, and yeah, and what I what I found is that um, the bike trips are consistently significantly shorter. Uh, is the reason for that shorter distance that bikes can use bike paths and shortcuts? What's what? What do you put it down to? Um. I mean, yeah, maybe then you can, uh, um, well, yeah, one of the reasons is that, yeah, we have uh, shortcuts with uh, bike paths, but there's also like, uh, there's bus lanes and then cars are sometimes allowed on uh, single way um, roads. So there's a, yeah, there's a bunch of, of reasons. 
and then they're the, just the, the the amount you can carry on mm-hmm. a on a bike i mean that, that's that's obviously something that you you push on social media yeah um that uh, but you can't carry what a tr- truck can carry so yeah. where are the advantages for a client to to using you if they've got tons of stuff to yeah. to, to cart around sure well so I, one of the main goals for writing this uh, piece was that it's it's clear that there are misconceptions about cargo bikes and one of them is how much cargo bikes can carry so our bikes can carry up to 150 kilos and if you add the trailer it's uh, 150 kilos more and um yeah that's quite a lot and the thing is that we can ride these bikes at at full speed so which is yeah significantly faster than vans in central london um but then the second thing that um, is maybe not so intuitive is that the fact that we can't carry as much means that we can be more efficient in terms of logistics because the loads are spread between more vehicles and that can lead to more efficient routes. So the, I mean, I'm looking at the, uh, the, the, the data science here on the, the pedal me um, so the blog basically, or the, the, the article that, that was written. So, this is using uh, like routing, you know, analysis uh, analysis of of like nodes and and different uh, routes that you've you've used, and you're basically showing mm-hmm. that uh, cargo bikes are just incredibly more efficient than vans. Is that is that what you're showing here with all of these different graphics, which are fa- fan- fabulous? Yeah. So yeah, basically, it's trying to give an intuition to what last mile delivery looks like which is a lot of drops quite densely uh, distributed in the city. And the, yeah, the point is that um, because they're quite spread out around the city, if you were just to have all your drops in one van and trying to link them all up, your route might be longer than if you were instead dividing it by, let's say, three vehicles and then sending a vehicle to each of the patches, if that makes sense. So it's it's really trying to give a, an intuition using data and f- from clients that we work with for what last mile uh, delivery looks like, or last mile logistics. So on on here, it, it's talking about a, a, a pedal me cargo bike can carry up to thirty six packages. Mm-hmm. That's like uh, or seventy drops in a day. Yeah. So is that also just much more than a van would normally do? Mm, so, so I, I think here, yeah, the point again is to, well, I mean, the bikes can't really carry more than than a van. But the point is that in four last mile delivery, uh, you're limited by the time of the driver. You're probably not going to be driving more than eight or nine hours in a day. And that limits the numbers of drops that you can do. And that means that most of the time your, your van will be uh, running... Or, or driving at sub capacity because you, you like you don't have enough time to fill up the van with deliveries if that makes sense and mm-hmm. uh, I I was reading this study that was done in uh, I think in Delft in the Netherlands where they analyzed or they looked at the content of all vans coming in and out of the city in a day and they they found that only ten percent or, or less of vans uh, would have been needed for the trip because. Like they're just rare, rarely used at full capacity, and that mm-hmm. 
and that uh, backs up some slightly older de- data from London uh, that TfL had, which indicated that something like uh, 67% of all van trips were uh, the van was running at 25% capacity or less. Um, so we've we've used that um, two thirds figure as an estimate of um, what logistics we can feasibly do um, within London. So we think that, uh, you know, like two thirds of the logistics that's going on now would be more efficiently done by cargo bike. Now, an awful lot of, of cities will be looking at making their, their the fleets that they use um, into electric, in which case, you know, the, the pollution that you're, that you're not creating, uh, but but um, uh, your standard um, internal combustion engine vans and, and, and cars are using, you know that's an advantage now. But in say two years, three years, whenever, when all uh, cargo fleets are electric, you lose that that advantage. So is your advantage mainly going forward going to be? Efficiency is that is that where you're pitching this? Because in in the future you can't really pitch uh, uh, pollution as, as something that is going to be in your favor. Yeah. So I mean, I'm talking here from Copenhagen, where I can see bikes uh, from my window, mm. and I think that one of the things that is not so obvious for people that live in a city like London is the is the damages of car culture or motorized vehicle culture and i think it yeah it goes beyond just the the pollution so i tried to put together all the all the facts but yeah the one of the points was about the the sheer amount of space that that vehicles take the and then the the dangers of having vans on the roads and these are things that are not going to go away just because you have uh electric vehicles instead of uh, combustion engines and then, question for, for for sorry, Ben, for for you, it, it, you're still London, and everybody always asks. I've certainly asked, and 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 just saying, look, when are you coming to a, a city near me? So, what's what's your expansion plans with this incredible efficiency? It can be done in other cities. So, when could you expand? Well, uh, I guess that's a question for me. Um, real, realistically, we need to get to. Uh, uh, scale where we've got the uh, the tech operating really efficiently, and we have um, we start to grow this network of um, quite sizable business partners that operate in multiple cities that will make it very easy for us to go and tackle other cities. I guess for me, if things went went well. Um, and we got the right funding and uh, we um, start to um, come out of this um, pandemic period, which has been really quite disruptive because uh, the type of work has been changing all the time and we've had to be have a lot of organisational capacity on coping with those changes. If we can come out of this period, then something in the, like the next year to 18 months um we can be coming to other cities. But to be honest, there's also, there's so much work for us here in London. 
Um, I don't want to lose sight of that because we think that there's over a billion pounds worth of work every year for us here in London. And uh, we're doing, you know, uh, at the minute, we're doing about a million pounds of work a year. So we're, we're at le- less than a tenth, at, uh, like a tenth of a percent of the capacity of the market here as well. Um, so I don't want to lose sight of the potential for expansion right here in London either. Mm, yeah, good point. So this this um, blog posting by by Nico, uh, this this fantastic information on how efficient uh, these bicycles, these cargo bikes are, that is going elsewhere than just on social media. This is something to be sent to fleet managers. What, what are you doing with this information? How are you how are you going to tell people about this? Hmm. So we've we've been in touch with uh, people in academia last week to see how we could push that forward uh, there, but um, yeah, otherwise I think we're people have been reaching out, but it's yeah we don't have a set plan apart from that. I think. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, in in general as a company, what we try and do is, uh, you know, we're thinking beyond just. Uh, like the commerce we're not just thinking about our uh, place in society as a as a business but also where we can add value so yeah the the company wasn't just set up uh, to be a money-making machine but it was also set up to deliver a public good and this inf- information being in the public domain even if we don't directly profit from it although I suspect that it will bring interesting leads our way and interesting opportunities uh, that will still be, it will still deliver value in in a wider sense, if that makes sense to you. Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at the 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 tweet that originally did this. So it's had, I mean, it's had 735 likes. It's had 304 uh, retweets. I know a lot of the people who I follow on Twitter have uh, have been retweeting it and and bigging it up because it is something that's really really important to to get a certain class of, of motor car and van off the road and for, for, for bicycles to take over. Sure. I mean, I just, in, in general, I feel that um, the use of motor vehicles in cities is just so screamingly stupid. It's such a waste of everyone's time uh, that anything that helps people understand that and understand why that is will help push um, push the conversation and allow more dramatic changes to our cities that will help uh, make those more viable and more practical alternatives easier. Cycle tracks, local tra- low traffic neighbourhoods, um, more road user charging for um, for those that do uh, use motor vehicles in the city. Um, and we're as a company, we're set up to help push that conversation along and help those changes to happen. Let, let's talk about low, low traffic neighbourhoods. You've mentioned it there. So one of the, the, the things that people say is, oh, I can't get my deliveries. Uh, you know, the van can't get through. You're having no problems, I'm assuming, with low traffic neighbourhoods. You can get through. Yeah, so we did have a, a problem yesterday when we were, we were carrying a uh, two-seater sofa. 
on the front of one of our bikes and uh, that did make getting through some of the uh, the filters a bit challenging uh, but in in general yeah the um, the low traffic neighborhoods I mean we, we can get straight through even with the trailers um, and uh, it um, it's one of those things that it also makes working a lot more pleasant because you're extricated from uh, being stuck in traffic, you know, motor vehicles are the main thing that slow us down. Um, (laughs) and so allowing us to move on routes that are parallel to the motor vehicles and to enjoy pollution free spaces while we're at work, it it makes working a lot more pleasant and a lot more fun as, and, and also it saves us time because we're not, we're not entangled with the motors uh, but when they're sitting there, taking up all their space, not going anywhere, we're just extricated from all those problems. Brilliant. Well, thank you to, to you both for, for talking to me today. Um, let me know. I mean, I will put in the show notes, I'll put the link to the uh, to the blog posting. But uh, Ben, just just tell me where that website is and tell me any social media connected. And I'll ask the same question from 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 Nico. Cool. Sorry, what, what do you want from us in? So your website. So just just give me a website and 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 your Twitter handle, that kind of stuff. Okay, great. Yeah. So uh, people can find us at pedalme.co.uk, um, and on Twitter or Instagram on at pedalme app p e d a l m e a p p. Okay. And Nico, do you have somewhere where people can get hold of you on social media? Yeah, sure. I'm on Twitter as well. I'm NC Collignon, but I, yeah, also through the Pedal Me Twitter. And um, I haven't been on there. I'm sorry, I do not follow you, but I'll, I'll go <laughs> click on you in a minute. Um, do you talk about cycle stuff on there or is this, what do you do on your Twitter? Uh, yeah, I, quite a lot about cycling. And then, yeah. Then in also, which case, also yeah. <laughs> in which case, I'll definitely go and follow you then if, you, if you're talking about cycling. Cool. Uh, well, thank you ever so much, guys, for, for, for talking to me today in your very, very di- uh, different locations. Thank you to Benjamin Knowles there of Pedal Me and uh, to Nicholas uh, Collignon, also of uh, Pedal Me and, uh, and his fantastic PhD from Edinburgh University uh, there. And uh, let me just go across to my colleague David before I wrap up the show. Hey, Carlton, thanks so much. And it's, it's always my pleasure to talk about our advertiser. This is a longtime loyal advertiser. You all know who I'm talking about. It's Jensen USA at jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. I've been telling you for years now, years, that Jensen is the place where you can get a great selection of every kind of product that you need for your cycling lifestyle at amazing prices. And what really sets them apart, because of course there's lots of online retailers out there, but what really sets them apart is their unbelievable support. When you call and you've got a question about something, you'll end up talking to one of their gear advisors. And these are cyclists. I've been there. I've seen it. These are folks who who ride their bikes to and from work. These are folks who ride at lunch, who go out on group rides after work because they just enjoy cycling so much. Uh, and, and so you know that when you call, you'll be talking to somebody who has knowledge of the products that you're calling about. If you're looking for a new bike, whether it's a mountain bike, a road bike, a gravel bike, a fat bike, what are you looking for? Go ahead and check them out. 
Jensen USA, they are the place where you will find everything you need for your cycling lifestyle. It's jensenusa.com slash the spokesman. We thank them so much for their support, and we thank you for supporting Jensen USA. All right, Carlton, let's get back to the show. Thanks, David, and thanks, of course, to you for listening to episode 261 of the Spokesman Podcast. Show notes and more, including links to Pedalmeet's website and Nico's Twitter account, uh, can be found at the-spokesmen.com. Our website also has all of the subscribe details you could ever eat and details on the previous 260 shows. But meanwhile, get out there and ride.